coming up on 5-Minute News. U.S. Postal Service chief to testify amid U.S. election fears. Lukashenko offers to hand over power after referendum. And Trump pushes to open up Alaska's Arctic refuge to oil and gas drilling. It's Tuesday, August 18. I'm Anthony Davis. Donald Trump's appointed Postmaster General has agreed to testify before Congress next week on cuts in service that lawmakers fear could hamper the Postal Service's ability to handle a flood of mail-in ballots in November's election. Postmaster General Louis DeJoy, a major Trump political donor, will testify next Monday before the Democratic-led House of Representatives Oversight and Reform Committee, which is investigating whether service changes adopted in recent weeks have slowed mail deliveries. Congressional Democrats have raised concerns that amid a coronavirus pandemic that is expected to result in about twice as many Americans voting by mail as did so in 2016, cost cuts at the Postal Service could lead to missed or delayed ballots. They have pointed to reductions in overtime, restrictions on extra mail transportation trips and new mail sorting and delivery policies as changes that threaten to slow mail delivery. Trump has repeatedly and without evidence claimed that mail balloting is vulnerable to fraud. Voting by mail is nothing new in the United States, and one in four voters cast ballots that way in 2016. Separately, House Democratic Conference Chairman Hakeem Jeffries and Representative Ted Lieu also called on the FBI to open a criminal probe into DeJoy. There is evidence that the Postmaster General has a financial stake in multiple financial entities that are either competitors to or contractors for the post office, the lawmakers said. Trump told reporters outside the White House that he wants to make sure the election is not stolen. Trump, who himself plans to cast an absentee ballot by mail in Florida, and many other Republicans have opposed an expansion of mail-in voting to accommodate people concerned about going to the polls to vote in person due to fears amid the pandemic. Trump last Thursday said he was opposing Democratic efforts to include funds for the Postal Service and election infrastructure in coronavirus relief legislation, as he aims to block an expansion in mail-in voting during the pandemic. Trump said in March that with mail-in voting at levels that Democrats were seeking, you'd never have a Republican elected in this country again. Alexander Lukashenko, the leader of Belarus, said on Monday he would be ready to hold new elections and hand over power after a constitutional referendum, an attempt to pacify mass protests and strikes that pose the biggest challenge yet to his rule. He made the offer, which he insisted would not be delivered on while he was under pressure from protesters, after an exiled opposition politician said she was willing to lead the country. In a sign of his growing vulnerability, Lukashenko faced heckling and chants of step down during a speech to workers at one of the large state-run factories that are the pride of his Soviet-style economic model. He faces the threat of European Union sanctions after a bloody crackdown on protests following what demonstrators say was his rigged re-election victory last week. 
Russia is watching closely as Belarus hosts pipelines that carry Russian energy exports to the West and is viewed by Moscow as a buffer zone against NATO. Lukashenko and Russian President Vladimir Putin spoke twice this weekend. A burly former Soviet collective farm manager, Lukashenko used blunt language while speaking to workers on Monday. We've held elections, he said. Until you've killed me, there won't be any new elections. But he offered to change the constitution, an apparent concession that seems unlikely to satisfy protesters who say it's something he has spoken about before. We'll put the changes to a referendum and I'll hand over my constitutional powers, but not under pressure or because of the street, Lukashenko said. He also said people could hold parliamentary and presidential elections after the referendum if that was what they wanted. The Trump administration is taking the final steps to let oil and gas companies drill in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, which environment advocates call the nation's last great wilderness. The US Interior Department will auction leases before the end of the year. That could make it harder for Democrats to reverse the decision if Joe Biden wins the election in November. The 19-million-acre refuge in northeast Alaska, known as ANWR, is a wellspring for wildlife. The move will open up the 1.6-million-acre coastal plain where polar bears and foxes reside and where millions of migratory birds fly. The porcupine caribou herd is critically important to the indigenous Gwich'in people, many of whom make their homes on or near its migration route. The lease sales will set off legal battles. Environmental groups and tribes argue that the administration's assessment of environmental risks was flawed. The caribou are already changing their migration paths because of global heating caused by fossil fuel use, which is happening at a much faster rate in the Arctic than the rest of the world. The announcement comes as Democrats open their virtual convention, in which Biden's climate plan will be a central focus. Trump, meanwhile, has been touting his energy dominance agenda, rolling back methane standards for the oil and gas industry last week. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Please subscribe, rate and review us at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.